Hello, and welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast, where today will be part two of our interview with Most Worshipful Brother Barry Birch. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions, either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos. On the working tools, we are interviewing Most Worshipful Brother Barry Birch, who is the past grandmaster of free and ancient free and accepted masons of British Columbia and the Yukon. And I'm Matt Apple. I'm a past district deputy down here in Washington, who, which also uh, is a title befitting David Colbeth, our, our other host from Washington. And we also have Worshipful Brother Stephen Chung, who's a past master from the, up in British Columbia. And today we will be discussing it's sort of part two of. Uh, most Worshipful Brother Barry's We're All in This Together um, document, which will be, I'm sure, in the show notes yet again. Thanks again, David. Uh, and yeah, last week we talked about the three things that we felt like we could do as individuals to be better Freemasons, uh, which is the first of the, the three questions at the end of the document here. And this evening we will be discussing three things that our lodge can do to uh, better attract and retain and, and serve the membership of our lodges. So before we get into that, Most Worshipful Brother Barry, thank you again for, for coming out and being with us and having this discussion. Well, thank you. Thank you again for, for having me on. Uh, you know, in these challenging times that we have, it, and we're not able to meet face-to-face -face in, a, in, a, in a lodge, it's the traditional ways in which we, we operate obviously um, can't function at this particular point in time. And so it seems to me that this is a, this is a time for, for leaders of lodges and senior officers of lodges and brethren in lodges to think about, um, you know, how can, how can my lodge make things better, particularly in these circumstances? What can we do? Uh, to keep the craft alive, uh, engage our brethren, uh, keep moving forward as Freemasons. How can the lodge? How can the lodge do that in these times? And so, you know, those are the those are the three uh, the, the three questions, the three responses that uh, you know I'm I'm uh, interested in hearing from uh, from from you brothers. Yeah, I've, uh, I've said more than once, actually, I think I've said it on this show, that if we go back from this COVID crisis to lodge meetings, to the same lodge meetings that we had before, I'm going to be really disappointed in us that we could not come up with a, a way to use this, this break in activity to improve what it is we do. Yeah. We've, got, we've got the downtime, now we need to make use of it. Um, I guess since I went last, 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 last time, I, I can go first this time, if... Uh, I've, I've been sort of contemplating what the lodge can do as secretary. I guess I see all the warts. So it's a, it's definitely interesting sometimes, but uh, 
Well, I guess my first thing is that what I was just talking about, I'd like to have better meetings. Um, we, I know David is, is uh, particularly enamored of the, the board of general purposes idea where, and I, I, I am too on, on some level where if we could have some kind of a business meeting, have the officers meeting, not that we're hiding things from the members or anything, but uh, if we could have some sort of a meeting where the business gets done and out of the way, and that enables the meeting meeting to be a time for, for fraternalism and for education, I think that would be a huge step in the right direction towards, towards serving our members and retaining our members. The, I've, I've, I proposed the, just sort of talking around with the guys one or, once or twice, the, that when we form the Matthew J. Apple Lodge of Excellence, that the, uh, we'll have in, our, in the bylaws, there'll be two meetings every quarter. And one meeting will be the business meeting and we will do nothing but business. And if you want to come to that, great. If you want to vote on what wattage of light bulbs to buy and what color to paint the walls, and you know whatever great come to those meetings you're more than welcome discuss things but if you're not that kind of guy who is excited by that but you still want to see your brothers the the other meeting every quarter would be none of that it would be all education and and the festive board and the things that people say they want out of masonry not the business of masonry so i, I think we still have time to submit a lodge petition for <laughs> I we were uh, there was uh, two lodges merged in or they were going to merge in my district here uh, when I was back when I was deputy and I told them that it was traditional for the new lodge to take the name of the deputy for the the new lodge but they they didn't bite so it's <laughs> it if, we could, if we could form NJA three 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 lodge I'd 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 be down there <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah that's. I guess that's my first thing that I think we could do. Just have better meetings in general to have the, have a way to break out the, the business and the, the stuff, which is important. It's the, it's the foundation that masonry is built on. It's I, I, I had my education talk when, when we did the district two lodge leadership retreat and you know, there's the roots that, that feed the tree. You got to have your dues and you got to have your meetings and you got to follow the bylaws and you got to do this, but nobody's, excited about the roots of the tree. They want the apple. They want the fruit that's coming off of it. And that's the education. That's the, the thing that gets people excited about the meetings. They want the apple. Hmm. Exactly. The apple is the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we took, we took that board of general purpose and, and put it just before our meetings. So it happens. Uh, an hour for, we book an hour and it happens for just before our meetings, so that, uh, those guys can come to the still one night um, and uh, do that, uh, take care of the business outside of uh, the lodge. And everybody's invited. Everybody gets noticed or not notified and so on. So it's not like they um, don't have the opportunity to come and participate, right? But that's and where do, all the lengthy discussion happens. And do you have a meal before that? So you have a meal, then general purposes no, and then a meeting? No, but that's the thing that, I want to do in my lodge Sorry. is is try and figure out some way to have a meal on a regular basis. And uh, I was talking with a couple of brothers the other day. We couldn't do it as a as an every meeting thing because we couldn't see how financially that would just make our dues through the roof um, unless you had really good active stewards. And uh, but uh, I did. Um, <clears throat> commit to talking to other brethren I know that have meals at their lodges to see, you know, how does it, what formats work, what layouts work. 
so that we could make our lodge a little more interesting um, because we've already tried to build education uh, in there and so we've done a good job of that um, but I think one of the ways that we can foster better uh, fraternal aspect of our lodge uh, is through having those those meals beforehand so even if they got done on a quarterly basis but my mission now is to is to go out and uh, gather that data and, and come back with the different suggestions on ways to make something like that work how about a, adding a social night only every month that's what we did we ended a like the fourth we have that. you do already yeah so yeah We're, just have it that's your meal that's your meal if you're not if you don't have a meal at your meeting just have your meal at your social night and mm-hmm. then you're done Mm. So, so, so Stephen, the, the, the Board of General Purposes meeting, um, the outcomes come back to uh, Open Lodge, and the board recommends this particular thing, uh, brethren vote in the usual sign of the order, and basically... That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And that really, that really does... That really does make a big difference. It's like a that's consent. Yeah. It's like a consent so, agenda and so Council. Matt, that's a really that's a really good idea. Really yeah. good. Idea. Yeah, it's it's a, like it's very much a consent agenda at that point. Uh, much like our our budget is uh, our our bills. Uh, everything's done in our budget, so paying our bills is automatic. Um, very much. Matt, you you write the resolution, Matt, and I'll I'll be the second four speaker at Grand Lodge next year. Excellent. <laughs> uh, what's, so your second, what's your second one? Oh, um, well, my second and third are, are sort of related, but um, we're our lodge. We actually just got involved with. Um, so we had Byron Crager on a, a little, not too long ago about who talked about the Masonic um, outreach program to help lodges um, reach out to their widows and their brothers who you don't see too all too often or ever. And uh, we've, where our lodge has actually just started going down that road. And that's one of the things that I think we've been negligent in is, especially our widows. I actually have a, our current widow tracking system, I'm ashamed to say for my lodge, is the sticky notes that I have on my, my computer screen here, which is shameful, honestly. It, it is not doing a service to the widows of our brothers that, that we said we would render. Um, and so I think that keeping track of our older members, the members that we don't see too often for whatever reason, and our widows is, is definitely something that, that we need to do a better job of. And like I said, we've just started down this road. We find, we found a guy who's going to be our champion of the program in, in our lodge. And I, I really want him to succeed. It's unfortunately a secretary. It's just one more thing that I, I just can't wrangle in the right direction. Um, than having somebody whose job that is, I think will help a lot in having a, um, you know, just someone to say, Hey, here it is. <laughs> and, and having him run with it. Cause he's, he's good at that sort of social thing, but more than I am. So. That's a great program. The Mason's care program is <clears throat> amazing. It yeah. is. I was totally uh, um, impressed with what they, what they've done and, and their uh, layout and format. Um, it, it's incredible. Like, like I said, I wish we had that kind of thing going here and, and who knows if we end up losing the cancer car program, maybe we'll work towards something like that. And the- uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be quite interested. Uh, uh, Mason's care. Okay. I could, I, it's uh, part of, part of Washington charities. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Byron, as, as Matt mentioned, Byron Krieger is doing that in 
actually uh, offline, I helped him record a video. He was considering making it into a video series that we, he could deliver, provide the lodges as a delivery, but he really prefers to do it in person because there's, it's a totally different experience in person where you can really pull on their heartstrings of the members of the lodge to try to get them to remember their obligations, as Matt said, and actually do what we said we're going to do. That's pretty cool. And what was your third there, Matt? Uh, third one is kind of related, but we, we seem to get prospects that we get names and, and numbers or emails or whatever for, and then either we drop the ball or they disappear, and I don't know why, or, or something happens there. But we need to, as a lodge, improve our way of keeping track of prospects, our, our interaction with them. I, I'm not quite sure what it is that we, we lose so many men who express an interest but we do. And maybe that's just part of the deal. Maybe you just, you know, people sign up on a sheet and then they don't really intend to do it. And it, it's, it's not a big deal. And it's not as big a deal as I think it is maybe, but it does seem we, we, we lose a lot. We, we have guys who express an interest and then we don't somehow make the members. I have, uh, you know, spent a lot of time working on that being the guy who got put in charge of the six step program in our lodge. I kind of took that on as a, uh, uh, well, how are we going to how are we going to um, keep track of these guys? Because, like you say, you know, pieces of paper go missing all the time, and then you lose the guy's number. So, what I did actually was I got them going and, and uh, put them in as contacts, and created a group for uh, lodge prospects and candidates and and different phases through the way, and I moved them from one to the other as they as they progress. But uh, <clears throat> at any time. Like once a month, I, I make contact with our, our uh, uh, candidates in waiting. Through this COVID period, we've got five now sitting there waiting to join and nice. chomping at the bit. And if I could do a, an, an apprentice degree tomorrow, they'd all be there. And um, but what I did is every month I call them. So I have, I have it in my calendar, in my Google calendar for the lodge, to follow up with the candidates, to follow up with uh, prospects all the way through their progress. Uh, so that um, uh, they don't get left behind and forgotten. And so really using the power of the Google Calendar and the, and the contacts uh, along with the Gmail for our lodge um, as more of a contact database for our, our, our processes uh, has been very valuable. So highly recommend, suggest that to, to your lodge. Uh, but really, it takes one guy. You got to get one guy in charge of that um, uh, process to follow these guys through uh, membership. And then you need another guy who's in charge of mentorship at that point. Mm -hmm. yeah. We have a, we have a fancy new tool called Grandview though, that allows for entry of inquirers and of petitioners. So you can move them through the steps inside Grandview, the membership database. Yeah. I, I don't know if they just turned that on or if I just noticed it, but one or the other, <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's I, I actually just started using that myself. Uh, we have a guy who. That's and now is that just for yeah. Washington state or is that for. It's used. The Grandview system is used by gosh, like 15 or 17, it's 30 now. It's a lot. Oh, wow, yeah, it's, it's grand a lot. lodges in, in the U S and it's, I know California and a lot of some of the big ones, Texas, I think uses it. So we, um, California just came on this year. So we're expecting big, additions big i wouldn't say changes but enhancements because but it's really it's really cool it's a grand lodge membership thing so as secretary i can you know track people's addresses and print out mailing labels and all that sort of stuff but it also each member can log on 
So we've had, we had a guy move and he could log on to his own account and say, this is my new address and put it in there. And, and that way, you know, it's not the secretary losing some little piece of paper somewhere. It's all in there. And similarly, and going back to my widow's sticky note, the um, there's actually a page in there for your spouses of your members. So you can, you know, Bill's wife is Marie and here's her info and no, please don't contact her or please do contact her or whatever. Yeah, it's, I it's when you guys talked about good. this Grandview program before. And so I'm hoping I was killing enough time talking there while Barry had his head down. I'm hoping he was writing it down so he could follow <laughs> up on that stuff. Cause he's the guy who can make that kind of stuff happen in our it's, grand. It's only a dollar. It's a dollar a member. It's relatively inexpensive. Oh, that's cheap. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I got to say, as lodge secretary, it is it is far and away better than, the, I can't even remember the name of the last system we had. Was that the Glims or I forget the name of it exactly, but yeah. it is well, it is really good. I like it a lot. I, I think we should look into it because I know that our Grand Lodge just sent our secretary uh, a request for information uh, to be built into a spreadsheet. And it was like, man, this is so 80s. Um, and how can we get them in? You know, I mean, we had this thing where, our secretaries could go in and update a, a spreadsheet with contact information and addresses of our membership. And Grand Lodge looks at that as our active membership list. And nobody's updated it in four years that I know of. Um, and our new secretary, he, he just got uh, told about it. So he's all excited to get it all updated. But we've all switched to Google now. So all our contacts for our lodge and everything are in our Google database. And he's looking at some spreadsheet going, right? So uh, be really cool. I, I like the idea of that Granby program. Maybe we should interview those guys. Yeah. I agree. Who, who uh, do you know anybody? Can you make that connection? Yeah, we could. Our, our grand secretary bugs him enough. I'm sure we could get right worshipful Clint to make a connection there. Cool. Yeah, let's do that. I have incriminating photos of him, by the way. So if, if, if he says it, just remind him. Uh, all right. So uh, that, that was Matt's three, eh? So um, <clears throat> I guess I'll go next because I'm you know, going counterclockwise in the video thing here. Um, three things that uh, my lodge needs to do to better support. Um, I think one of the biggest things I can say is going back to an active phoning committee that personal touch i believe has been lost ever since we started mailing our uh, notices by email and eliminating the actual mailing of a, a, a proper notice um you know like it's it's kind of like the grand lodge's eb um they now have it on eb but we used to get it as a bulletin in our monthly notices and i don't i i, I from what I remember, a lot of guys were like myself. They really looked forward to getting that bulletin and reading it, you know, a hard copy piece of paper. You know, I'm not much of a book reader, and, and but I know that those that are, they really have this thing about holding it, a book in their hand versus having a Kindle, right? And so reading our Grand Lodge EB is kind of cool because now they can get 100 pages or in it. It was 80 pages, the last one, I think. Um, so it made it really long. They get lots of content, but it, it, it's really not the same. So I think that original communications, going back to a mailed out notice and going back to a phoning committee uh, is really good because we've done a lot of other things. We've, we've implemented education. We've implemented um, social nights. We've implemented a lot of uh, things to make 
um, things more uh, family interactive. Um, so we've done a lot of those things, but I think, uh, let's see, so that's going back to the phoning. Um, I think the other thing is to change up our format again. I was talking about that dinner thing. That, that was number two on my list of uh, changing the things we can do there. Um, and uh, num number three was to find a way our lodge can be more active and visible in our community. And uh, though it got canceled this year, um, our downtown association has a, uh, a block party every year, usually in the summertime, except not this year, um, and where we can go down, open our door, <clears throat> and give out pancakes uh, for breakfast, do a breakfast thing, uh, get some notaries. And we, we were planning that this year so that we could get involved in the community so they can go, oh, Masons, what are they? Or, you know, bring them right in front of our hall. There's the symbol. There's the, you know, here's a little pamphlet and everything else. Um, and that, that was my third one, was to get a little more involved in the community that way. Yeah, as you as you mentioned the pamphlet, that's one thing that we've in the past done several food booth events, and we have our sign out there that says King Solomon Lodge Number Sixty, and you know our our Masonic, you know whatever we make good men better. I don't know I don't know what the banner says, but we're serving hamburgers at one event. We serve pulled pork sandwiches at another, and without uh, every time at least one person comes up and says, "Yeah, I'll have some of that King Salmon," and I keep telling the guys. <laughs> we need to have a sign that says Auburn Freemasons, not King Solomon Lodge, because they don't know what King Salmon and King Solomon and apparently the difference. But, <laughs> but if we had Auburn Freemasons, and then second, as you mentioned, the, the, the pamphlet, I think every one of the baskets we send out should be a little third sheet that says, what are Freemasons about? Or that could be the tray liner to the thing, and they could spill their barbecue sauce on it. And when they look down, they go, oh, they could read about the Freemasons. And well, you know, we happen to be having a guy on our episode tonight that that's connected to something that can get us. We, we just got this uh, stuff at our last uh, Grand Communications. Uh, uh, what is a, a Freemason? It's a three brochure thing that uh, we were all given to uh, memorize, you know, so there was different rebuttals in there and, and different uh, things. And uh, I think he could probably get you a copy of that. Uh, it doesn't mean, speaking for Freemasonry. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. And it doesn't right. have to be a, a huge, you know, dysentery. Dysentery. Do not give out dysentery with your food. I, I am against <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, this, uh, Dissertation. You know, interesting. So I'm sort of getting pooped out now. So <laughs> it is almost the end of 2020. Uh, the dissertation doesn't have to be a big dissertation on masonry. Just a little. Just you know, even three three points. Like as Barry's doing, you know, three points on masonry. And just something simple to jog their mind and think about what ma what masonry is. And were you involved in getting that out to us, Barry? I know that was just in the past uh, year. I was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was actually um, it was a program that started in the uh, Grand Lodge of New Zealand. Uh, was adapted in a few places, including uh, Grand Lodge of Oregon. And uh, so, you know, we. Uh, communicated with Oregon and New Zealand and asked if we could adapt it for our use. And, and of course they agreed. So, so the idea was to have this to each brother had a copy of this because it, it, it basically goes over the, the, the problem of how much can I tell somebody 
you know, can I can I encourage them? How do how do we how do we go about doing it? And it answers all of those questions, uh, and then it has the kind of plain language responses to the typical kinds of things that most people are going to say. Yeah, but I've heard that. Well, as a matter of fact, you know, and there's the answer. So uh, it's plain language, really simple, direct to the point. Um, but, you know, your your comment, uh, David, about uh, Auburn Freemasons, I think is, I think is a really, is a really good one. So, for example, you know, my mother lodge, Duke of Connaught Freemasons. What what does that communicate to somebody? Uh, you know, who who are the like are these are these all expatriate Englishmen? I mean, are they <laughs> aristocracy? I mean, what is what is this? You know, so um, trying to trying to communicate in a in a in a generic sense uh, your existence. And and ideally in a context where people can literally see what you're doing. You know, we're here serving the community. We're serving, you know, we're making, you know, the proceeds from this are going to this, to this particular charity. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. That's what Freemasons are all about. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's a, that's a great, that is a great contribution that a lodge can make. Certainly uh, raising their profile. Yeah. If you, if you can um, email a digital copy of that, uh, to the to the podcast Gmail, that would be great. Then the guys sure. can get a, their hands on it. I'll do that. I'll I do will that. say, I, I feel like we should do a, maybe three podcasts someday on, I'll put it on our list of future topics, on <laughs> yeah. raising the Lodge's profile in the community. And, well, A, is that what we should ought, to be, ought to be doing? And two, how to do it if it is. So Yeah, I think uh, there should be some strong opinions. Some guys think that that's not our part the, the masonry isn't a community organization. It's a fraternity. And then there's others that think we, we need to be in the community. And that's kind of where we came from. If you look at a hundred years ago, 150 years ago, the lodge exactly. was the community. And so, but it was different. It wasn't that the lodge was trying to be in the community. It was the community. Yeah. Years so, ago, but anyway, yeah, that'll, that'll make like I said, that'll be three episodes that we'll do some other time. Cause if we start talking about that now, we're never going to finish yeah, in time. That's so. right. We got to make time for David to answer his question. Well, mine, mine are pretty cerebral. I, I appreciate that Steve and Matt had kind of more concrete answers. Mine are cerebral. So I, I could say that I we could wrap up with this and then we do, we're getting pretty close to the end. And then we have a third question. Uh, we could leave that open to our, to our listeners to think about the third question. I'll leave Matt to figure out how to wrap that conversation if we're not going to have a third show. But so my, my three things that my lodge needs to do to better able support and retain members, in my opinion, uh, and these are all the same, listen, deliver, and support. Listen to what the members want and need, deliver what the members want and need, and then support them in their wants and needs. So if you, it's kind of like the previous one, inquiring, learning, and teaching for what I can do to be better. What the lodge, and I guess it depends on too. What the is it, are you talking about? The lodge, the members of the lodge, or the lodge officers. But in general, I think that you need to find out what the members want, and I, I think that's the culture of the lodge. Each each lodge is a little bit different in their own culture, and so you need to find out what that membership wants. And then once you've done that, we'll deliver it. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty pretty basic. And yeah. then once it's, once you're being delivered, continue to support that and grow it 
and you know, develop it. And it comes through long range planning. It comes through collaboration. It comes through all kinds of different areas. But listening, I think, is again just like the inquiring. Inquire. I didn't put in listen. What I what I can do to be a better Freemason. But as part of inquiring, you want to listen as you after you inquire. As I was telling my daughter the other day, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. You know, you want to listen, <laughs> and then you can talk about it. Although I do a lot of talking. So. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's it's a pretty obvious it's a pretty obvious answer. Um, leadership of of the lodge really really needs to attend to the wants and needs of the brethren. You know, I mean, you know, I was, I was the grand master at one point in time. My big thing was to listen to the brethren, to find out what the brethren wanted. Uh, but I started that before I became grand master. I mean, Grand Lodge started to do those sorts of things. And, um, you know, surveying the brethren is never a bad idea. Everybody, everybody that cares enough about the craft has an opinion, and they 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 want to communicate it. You give them opportunities. The data that you get, uh, you know, that you receive on this is really, 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 really useful. And and then, so you ask brethren what they what they what they are looking for. You get the results. You feed the results back. Okay, brother, here's what you said. All right, now, step two. How are we going to make this happen? Build the plan to make it happen. And, you know, then it becomes, becomes a uh, self-fulfilling uh, circle of, of Masonic progress. And, so. and I've said, just to echo something that, that you just said, Most Worshipful, and, and that David said, that I, I, I often, one of the other things I say a lot is, that my masonry and your masonry aren't necessarily the same thing, and that's okay. You know, just because I'm interested in, in reading books about initiatic spirituality or, or whatever doesn't mean that you have to be. If your masonry is coming and seeing those guys and being great friends with them, great. You know, there's no, there's no if your lodge fills that aspect of your life and my lodge fills this aspect of my life, I think I said my twice, but that's besides the point that, um, you know, that's, that's a good thing. And that's a fine thing. And those lodges should do that well and go forth and do it. You know? Yeah, most definitely. You know, I, I was having a conversation with a brother from another area uh, the other day and he was saying, you know, how he's not feeling this way and, and he's comparing lodges. And I said, you know, every lodge is different and unique in their own way. And if you're finding that you're not getting what you're looking for in your lodge, just go visiting, go visit more. Right. And, uh, you know, if, if you, uh, find you fit in somewhere else, you're always able to affiliate. That's the beautiful thing about our, our fraternity, you know, and, uh, uh, he's, he never thought about, you know, spending his time going visiting other lodges instead of, you know, continually going where he wasn't happy. And, on that unhappy note, uh, we are unfortunately coming to the end of our discussion about the, what our lodges can do to, to better serve our members. But before we go, I actually have a completely unrelated question for you, most worshipful sir. Is that behind, over your right shoulder, is that a uh, Juan Sepulveda uh, print that you have there? It is. I, 
I've been thinking about getting myself one of those, and I, I haven't yet pulled the trigger, but I'm... Oh, uh, just it's absolutely glorious. Um, uh, just a minute. <laughs> at, at least he's wearing pants. <laughs> oh, wow. That is cool. Yeah, yeah he, he, this, this was uh, this was a gift. Uh, I went to uh, Aviation Lodge. Um, this a year or so ago. I went to Aviation Lodge at their request. They they asked me to do a surprise visit. So, um, so I went and and uh, was speaking um, uh, on another topic that uh, that I, I frequently comment. Anyway, so this is. You know, this is what they gave me for for surprising them. Um, wow. <laughs> I mean, that was very, very kind of them. And uh, hey, cool. yeah, yeah he's got his, once to pull it up for for those who don't know. He he does the uh, Winding Stairs podcast, and he's also on uh, the Masonic Roundtable. But he yeah, he has some beautiful artwork, and like I say, every once in a while I wander through his website and think, oh, I should get one of these, and then I don't. But someday I will. Yes, but, oh no, it's, it's it's lovely, very inspiring. So. so on that note, uh, thank you again, most worshipful sir, uh, for, for coming out and talking with us. Um, I think we're going to do as David suggested. And we, we talked about the three things we can do as individuals and three things our lodges can do. And uh, we're going to, we'll just, we'll put on another future date. I think we'll record uh, about three things that Grand Lodge can do to, uh, to help its membership, which the lodges and the people who are, who are members there. Um, we don't want to. We don't want to put the past grandmaster on on the spot right off, right off the bat. So we'll, uh, but we'll we'll discuss those three things. I'm sure we can all think of something, and we will uh, discuss that uh, at a future date. So, again, on behalf of David and Steve and myself, most worshipful Barry, thank you very much for coming out this evening and uh, and talking to us. Thank you, thank you, my brothers. Uh, always always a, a pleasure and an honor to be uh, to be in your company. And thanks thanks for keeping the working podcast going. So fulfilling an important role, particularly in these times. Well, well, thank you, sir. And and thank you all for listening. Goodbye.